guys, welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. On this week's episode of the show, we have Dr. Sonda Moldovan, who is an award-winning dentist, periodontist, and nutritionist. Dr. Moldovan is the go-to oral health expert for the Emmy award-winning television series, The Doctors, and is also a widely sought-after oral health expert by television networks such as NBC and CBS. She is an editor for the Inside Dentistry magazine and is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post. On this episode, we discuss biological dentistry, the oral microbiome, and she shares tips for anyone interested in easy ways to take care of their oral health beyond brushing and flossing. Dr. Moldovan takes a much more holistic approach to dentistry, and her office is mercury-free and mercury-safe. She is committed to practicing safe and healthy dentistry and using her high visibility in the public to educate and create greater awareness of the importance of how a healthy mouth translates to a healthy body. She also recently released her own book, Heal Up, Seven Ways to Faster Healing and Optimum Health. We hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. If you have listened to our episode with founder Carly Stein, then you already know how powerful Beekeepers Naturals products are. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Allie and I are absolutely obsessed with these products and have been using them consistently since December when Carly was on the podcast. So Allie, what is your favorite Beekeepers Naturals product? I love the Propolis Throat Spray. Mm. I have used it consistently through the entire winter and it's the first year of my life that I did not contract one head cold or sinus infection. Um, It's been my immune system's secret weapon, which makes sense since Propolis is basically the immune system of the beehive and has germ-fighting properties. What about you? I love the Propolis so much too, especially as somebody who always got strep throat and throat infections. It has it has actually changed my life yeah. completely. But with that said, my favorite product is the Bee Chill Hemp Honey. Bee Chill Hemp Honey delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so that you can find your bliss. Made with USA-grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I sleep like a baby when I take it before bed, and it seriously takes the edge off of my whole day. It also hits the spot when I'm craving something sweet after dinner, which is just an added bonus. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to try the Propolis or Bee Chill Hemp Honey or any of the other amazing products, you can receive 15% off your Beekeeper's Naturals order by using the code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash courageouswellness. And you can also find the direct link in our show notes. 
Dr. Sanda. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, to begin, can you share with us your personal journey and how it led you to dentistry and nutrition? Uh, definitely. You know, when I actually finished school, I was a traditional periodontist and I finished my residency program at UCLA in 2004. And, um, you know, it was always fascinating to me how I would do the same surgery on two different people and one would heal great, but another one uh, would not heal so great. So I, that's how I started diving into nutrition and uh, understanding the role of uh, genetics when it comes to absorption and actually storing and using uh, nutrients in our body, especially when it comes to surgical procedures. Mm. That's so interesting. And to, to take it back even further, for you, you immigrated, right, as a small girl to the United States from Romania? Uh, yes. At the age of 14, okay. um, my family and I moved here to the United States. Where did you move? We moved to Portland, Oregon. Wow. Okay. And so can you tell us a little bit about your, you know, those formative years as a teenager, um, you know, as, as people are developing and sort of coming into themselves, growing an in interest, like how did you know that you wanted to pursue dentistry or perio to, or to become a periodontist? That's a good question. And actually in my recent book, Heal Up, which was out, um, for sale in October 2018, I spent quite a bit of time talking about my years in Romania and how that shaped who I am in terms of natural wellness today. Um, that book is actually for purchase on Amazon.com, Heal Up, and it's seven ways to uh, optimum health and uh, nutrition. And essentially, I spent a lot of times with my grandparents, um, uh, because they were composting, they were growing their own foods, they were drying herbs and spices and making teas. So all those definitely years played a role into my understanding of, um, you know, the circle of health, so to speak. Yeah. So it was always kind of part of your identity growing up, even yes. if you weren't necessarily like aware of how much it would play a role in the future. Yeah. I was always fascinated by how the human body works and, uh, you know, how we, how our genes get expressed based on our environment. Mm -hmm. And now lately I'm very fascinated with the oral microbiome or, you know, with a friendly bacteria of the mouth. Ooh. So as a young woman, what made you make the decision like in your studies to specialize in basically in the mouth? Um, it's just, you know, I had good mentors along the way, um, you know, I, and, and do you know what's interesting? I'm a biological dentist. So even though I work in the mouth, we have an effect on the whole body. Right. And that particular understanding is very important. And most biological dentists practice this way. We understand that whatever work we do in the mouth or via supplementation and nutrition has an effect on the overall health. And I see it time and time again in my patients, especially who are coming in with a very toxic mouth. We essentially remove the toxicity, which could be uh, broken down mercury fillings, could be cavitations or infections in the jawbone, could be gum disease. Once we clean all that up, they feel better. You know, other health problems um, severely get better. 
or actually increasingly get better and they feel better. That's the most important. So can you, I, I and this is so fascinating to me because I keep hearing, you know, like our oral health is so key to, of course, our overall health, but not just so that we could have a pretty smile or so that we don't have oral diseases, but like you're saying so that we don't have other diseases in our body, right? So can you talk a little bit more about how oral health is connected to maybe other diseases that we could have and how it can, they can help by healing one? Like, by yes. healing. go ahead. Definitely. And, you know, um, I was actually just uh, reading Dr. Bredesen's book, which is called The End of Alzheimer's. And basically he talks about how biofilms, uh, can affect the brain. And that's why Alzheimer happens because we actually find bacteria in the brain. And the number one source of bacteria is definitely the mouth. And if we go, let's say, with a silent infection around a root canal tooth, for example, that's connected to the maxillary sinus, that is also connected to the brain. So uh, the percentage of Alzheimer rates is definitely on the rise. So we, we, as a biological dentist, we look at any kind of existing infections, even though people have no pain, they could still have infection. And these infections travel through the body. They don't just stay silently in the tooth. And that's, we've understood that in the last few years with microbiological testing, um, which has become easier today. So bacteria travels, for example, to the lungs. People can get lung infections if they have periodontal disease. It can travel to the unborn baby. So it leads to low birth weight babies. It can travel to the joints so people can actually get arthritis or joint pain from bacteria that's actually sitting inside the joint. It can travel to the heart. We know there's been a correlation um, in the literature correlating heart disease and cardiovascular disease to higher level of periodontal bacteria, or in other words, bacteria that causes gum disease. That's so interesting. And it's I think it's an important thing because oftentimes in sort of contemporary Western medicine, we have this very compartmentalized idea of mm -hmm. disease or the body in general. And, um, and I think, you know, it makes so much sense when you think about it because our mouth is such a, a sort of like common point for bacteria and, um, and it, it makes so much sense that it's all connected, but Absolutely. I don't think that we're taught to view the body in that way. Right. We're not. And, you know, the, the reality is we're 10 times more bacteria than we are human cells. Mm -hmm. So we have to have a symbiotic relationship between the human cells and the bacteria. I have lots of patients that come in and they just want to, they're obsessed with killing all the bacteria in their mouth. It's impossible to do that. Yeah. You know, we're never going to win that battle. And secondly, people that actually do that and they use a lot of essential oils that are very powerful antibacterial, such as oregano oil, even though it's a natural product, if it can kill all the mouth bacteria so that it can cause inflammation mm -hmm. because good bacteria actually has an anti-inflammatory action on the gums. So I highly discourage people from using very strong antibacterials in their mouth or on their body for that matter um, as on a regular basis because they're doing more harm to the little bacteria that we you know, really need for our health uh, than good. 
That's yeah, this is so it's so true because I've I've recently started learning about like the gut microbiome and it's very it's very similar, right? Like we want good bacteria in our gut and you touched on the oral microbiome. And so maybe we can explore that a little bit more, but also what are your tips for people to take care of their oral microbiome and of our mouth? Because we're so trained, right? Like you said, to just get rid of all the bacteria, to use, you know, I think a lot of commercial products are very harsh and a lot of people just aren't educated, right? Because there's so much fear, myself included, right? Like there is so much fear, you know, surrounding it. Essentially, uh, what I recommend is, you know, of course, to have a good oral hygiene. So that does not involve, though, using very harsh mouth rinses. For example, like Listerine. I'm not, I'm not really a fan of Listerine because it, it has a, a higher percentage of alcohol. Yeah. And it's very acidic. It has a pH of 3.5. So people that are like really love Listerine, they use it all the time. They might notice that they have sensitive teeth. And that really comes from a low pH mouthwash. But at night, what we should do is brush. We can use a water jet uh, for those that necessarily, you know, don't like to floss. And that's probably most of us, but sometimes we just do it because we, we know it's healthy. But the water jet works very well in cleaning in between the teeth, then the string floss. And then the third is like pop a chewable probiotic mint and, um, I worked on the formulation of the Orasana probiotic mints, mm-hmm. and we chose five strains of bacteria that are actually anti-inflammatory. They reduce cavities and also help with the sinus and ear health and with bad breath. Yes, and we actually had recent studies that some of the lactobacilli strains that's in this probiotic uh, help reduce anxiety help reduce cortisol levels, which is basically the stress hormone, which causes one to gain weight, and also help increase bone density in postmenopausal women. Wow. That's so interesting. I mean, this is, you know, this whole like sort of microbiome of the body's conversation is really, obviously it's gained more kind of popularity um, in the mainstream with, with the gut, but I, I sort of love that we're now kind of on the forefront of this conversation in a more mainstream way, right? And yes. it seems like there's more of a push to holistic or mm-hmm. um, you you define yourself as a bi- biologic dentist, is that correct? Yes, a biological dentist. Basically, it means that as a biological dentist, we are uh, we understand the relationship in uh, between the cells and the bacteria, and we introduce materials that are biocompatible to the human body. So, you know, we reduce chemicals and and toxic things like mercury. Hmm. Which a lot of traditional dentistry used. <laughs> yes, believe it or not, mercury is still being used today in dental offices in the United States. Wow. Well, and even um, Listerine too is really highly like. Per, like my husband actually recently, he's like religious about going to the dentist. I'm not. He goes every six months, and I know I need to be because I know it's so important. But there is this right fear element that a lot of people have, or continue to put off, which we need to change. And I think with biological dentistry, it seems 
happier in a way to be able to explore. And I invite you definitely to come here to our office at Beverly Hills Dental Health and Wellness. Uh, You know, our hygiene program is actually all natural and we don't use a lot of the scraping that the general dentists do. We actually use, let's say, a glycine spray to remove the, the biofilm and help to clean under the gum. Um, glycine is a natural amino acid and it actually tastes sweet and it's anti-inflammatory as well. So, so things have changed in dentistry. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. But even, you know, I was, I was going to say my husband came home recently and he was like, yeah, they told me I need to start using Listerine and he has, he has never had a cavity as great. And I looked at him and just the little I know about microbiome and about, I was like, babe, I don't think you should use that. Like, and, and he, he, you know, but it's interesting to me. How do you see the industry evolving and changing? Because I think you really are on the forefront of this like incredible like wealth of knowledge. But like you said, there are still a lot of traditional places that are still using mercury or might not have the same type of education and information that you have. So the, the dentistry is changing in a good way. I think we're going towards less invasive treatments, even for people that do have problems, but also we're focusing more on prevention via natural products mm-hmm. uh, that actually taste good because a lot of things in dentistry don't taste that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to me, you know, like some of the mouthwashes really don't taste good at all. But now, you know, with the chewable probiotic mints, you can actually go to bed and have candy, which yeah. is nice, a candy that's actually good for you. Yeah. That's true. Your dentist is actually giving you candy. I know. <laughs> yeah. And even for kids, we were working on a children's um, probiotic. Um, the research is there. Basically, chewable probiotics for kids really protect them against cavities. And, and the same thing with your husband. The fact that he has no cavities means that he has a really nice protective biofilm that's preventing the cavity-forming bacteria to grow. Mm. That's interesting to know. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts, you know, as a biological dentist, what are your thoughts on these mainstream brands sort of hopping on certain trends now with things like charcoal in your toothpaste? Um, Like I I saw one, Colgate offers a, a charcoal toothpaste. Wow. Even, even Colgate is jumping on that bandwagon of charcoal. I'm impressed. Is there a way to like vet certain, you know, if you, if you have, um, patients who are out in the CVS or wherever they're buying their normal sort of, um, oral hygiene products, do you have a way or any sort of tips to how a normal consumer can vet, um, what is, what is sort of like good for their oral microbiome and what isn't good, what to avoid? Yeah, so certain foods are better for the microbiome than other foods. Okay. Uh, charcoal, you were mentioning charcoal. Actually, you know, charcoal, the first charcoal powder actually was around in the 1920s and 30s for people to brush their teeth. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. They think it's a recent thing. It's not. I actually went to a dental museum where I saw it on the shelf in a 1920s product, like packaging. Um, So it's just had a comeback because we're looking for more natural ways to take care of ourselves. And that goes for the mouth and the body, uh, you know, and the the stomach. Uh, Charcoal is a good product because it helps absorb uh, bacteria and stain. Okay. Um, I just don't like it because it's very messy. So, you know, if you've ever used it, it gets all over the, the, the sink. Yeah. Um, 
I, th there's other products out there for, uh, that are natural, like based on aloe vera and coconut oils that help to have, uh, like help the gums and the teeth strengthen and heal, for example. But diet is still of utmost importance when it comes to teeth. Uh, I had in my office the other day a patient who came in, he was in his late 20s, and he said, you know, I've been drinking lemon water every day and even water with vinegar, and it ate up all my enamel. And essentially, that's what happened. He actually had enamel, like holes in his teeth eroded from lemon water. And I think that's the thing we need to understand. Even natural products, if they're not used correctly, it can affect us yeah. in a negative way. So essentially people that are doing lemon water in the morning, and I do lemon water in the morning, I drink it through a straw or I drink it, I don't sip on it. Okay, and then I rinse my mouth afterwards because acidic things in the mouth, even though lemon has an alkalinizing effect on the body, right. acidic things can wear down the enamel. And once you have enamel loss, you cannot bring that back. Oh, interesting. That's, that's good to know. So yeah. straws do help. Yeah, so you want to eat, you know, a dark leafy green diet, uh, things that have prebiotics. So what are things, what are prebiotics? Prebiotics is a friendly food for the bacteria, for the, for the beneficial bacteria. Uh, so for example, apples, an apple a day would be very good. It not only has fibers, you know, as you're chewing on the apple, it actually helps clean the oral cavity, not just the teeth, but actually the tongue and the cheeks, uh, the throat as it goes down. But it also helps, it has inulin in it. Inulin is a prebiotic, which feeds the, the, the probiotics, which are the beneficial bacteria for the mouth and the stomach. Mm. And, you know, I'm thinking about this, and this might seem like an obvious concept, but the mouth and the stomach are intricately connected. Yes. <laughs> Very true, because the mouth is the opening of the GI tract. Exactly. And I know for, you know, we've done in-depth episodes about the gut microbiome, but like for anyone, including myself, who's ever had um, gut issues or distress in, in like IBS or anything in that form sort of like manifest in the gut, I know that it can also manifest in all different parts of the GI tract and that starts in the mouth. So, yes. you know, that's something to keep in mind too for any of our listeners who are interested in this topic, but it's not, again, just an isolated thing. It's, yeah. it, these two spaces are connected. Um, yeah, digestion starts in the mouth. So as we're chewing, actually enzymes from saliva help to break down the food. And people who, let's say they don't have teeth uh, or they have sensitivity in their teeth and they swallow their food whole, their digestion will suffer. Yeah. Because there are certain enzymes in the mouth that are there to start digesting the food, especially the carbohydrates. So complex carbohydrates, we need to really chew well to help break them down before we swallow them. Otherwise, people see bloating and gas and, you know, like an uneasiness. Right. You know, Dr. Sanda, it makes so much sense that you have put these two sort of expertise mm -hmm. um studies like together in a practice. Yeah. Uh, I've, when I first learned about you, I was like, wow, she's a nutritionist and a periodontist. And, and now I'm like, oh, these things are so intricately connected. Yeah. But again, it's not an obvious thing. Culturally, we don't just assume that, right? And Absolutely. And so now like, it yes. makes so much sense that you have like Absolutely. expanded knowledge in, in these regions because they are so connected. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And actually, you know, what's interesting is that we also have meridians of energy, which are being used in acupuncture in order to uh, open up, uh, you know, the channels uh, to allow for energy flows. What we do know is um, that teeth are connected to these meridians. So for example, the molars, which are the big teeth on the back, are actually on the meridian of digestion. So Usually, if people have some kind of infection or cavity in those teeth, it will affect their digestion. So we, we see this correlation quite a bit in our office. Do you, if, a, if um, a patient comes to you and you examine what's going on with the different meridians through the, through the teeth, do you then often suggest um, sort of lifestyle changes that they can make to help improve What's going on with their, with their molars, with their teeth? Definitely. So we have, uh, besides myself, we have another certified nutritionist, uh, doctor as part of my practice, uh, Dr. Sandra Jacob. And she spends more time with patients doing some testing first to see what kind of nutritional deficiencies they have. Especially some nutritional deficiencies, we actually see signs in the mouth. For example, redness at the corners of the lip or a red glossy tongue, bleeding gums can all be signs of nutritional deficiencies. So we actually have a test that we can look deeper to see what is this patient deficient in and then help them to just kind of bridge in the gap. So uh, although a multivitamin is uh, you know, recommended, some people, like about 60% of people who take multivitamins, they're still deficient in some nutrients. Mm -hmm. So we help them personalize their diet and their uh, nutrition and supplements based on what we find uh, with their blood and how, because uh, everybody who, you know, who, if you two eat one apple, they, you both process it in different ways. Right. You know, one person absorbs more vitamin C than another, or you know, you utilize the um, vitamin A in the apple differently. So everybody's so different based on their genetics, and we are doing some genetic testing to see how we process foods, and then we can really understand, you know, why when we eat, let's say, you know, beef, or when you eat uh, milk, why it affects a person such negatively. Even coffee, for example, we know that uh, genetically speaking, some people can drink three to four cups of coffee and be protected against stroke and heart attacks. Yeah. And some people with a different genetic makeup, they, they cannot have more than one cup of coffee because it actually increases, they increase the risk of having heart attacks and strokes. So it's very interesting how genetics plays a role in processing nutrients. Yeah, this is, it is. It's so, this is all so important, right? Like this is all so fascinating and important and incredible. And, you know, I think because it, this isn't so vastly known, right? Like, yeah. again, it's just like commercials on TV or go to the dentist for your cleanings or for cavities, you know, that's, I feel like very like mass knowledge of dentistry. You know, how do you work with people who might be coming to you or anybody who's listening who has like a fear to take that first step, right? Because as we're hearing, this is so much deeper than just fixing a cavity or dealing with what's going on with your mouth or just your routine cleaning. You know, this is about your overall health and, and a great lifestyle that you could be, you know, that you could have. So how do you really coach people or talk to people who might be coming to you who are just absolutely <laughs> terrified to make that first step or even pick up the phone and call because, you know, they're just so afraid. Yeah. And, and I absolutely understand that. You know, I actually grew up, uh, 
in Romania and as a young child, I had a lot of cavities because I was a sugar addict myself. And I ended up with 16 large mercury-filled fillings in my mouth wow. with no anesthetic. We had no anesthetic when I grew up. So it, it was so painful to go to the dentist. And I remember sweating and I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to be over? Yeah. Uh, so I am very compassionate when it comes to dental pain because I've experienced it myself. And nowadays, you know, through the use of lasers and ozone, which is a gas uh, to help uh, like turn around like sensitive teeth, for example, uh, dental visits have gotten a lot more comfortable than yeah. we used to have. So, and usually, you know, at least in our office, we first just, you know, have a kind of like a, a meeting with the, somebody who comes to our office for the first time just to see what their concerns are. And we have people that are so phobic, they can barely make it in the front door. And essentially, we just start with a phone consultation sometimes, you know, and when we just talk and see and kind of help them guide their appointments based on their comfort. Um, people that are really nervous, even about uh, like, let's say a filling, we also offer an, like a sedative where, where they actually be sleeping through the procedure. And sometimes, you know, that's what we need to do. We work with great anesthesiologists. A lot of times we, the patients is sleeping, are sleeping comfortable in order to do what we need to do. Yeah. That's great though, that there are options and solutions. Yeah. yeah there's so, so many, many options, options today. today for sure. And that people will work with you. Like it's not just going to be the scary, aggressive right. experience. Well, I think also oh. as children, yeah. I'm laughing and like thinking back to, you know, the, the idea I remember too, is like as kids going to the dentist, it was like, it was the time of year where someone like would catch you for like doing something <laughs> wrong because let's be realistic. Like how many of us floss as much as we were yeah. told to floss, right? <laughs> and we're like, you floss Very for like general. a day before, you know, and you're like, and then your gums are yeah. And so I think there's also like culturally this, like as, as children, there's almost like a shame, like, Hey, Absolutely. we know what you're not doing. But now it's just like, what I love about your approach is that it's, it's about overall health. It's about yes. overall. Yes. It's not just about like, well, you haven't been flossing for the last six months. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. So what happens, you know, with the flossing is like most of us actually don't floss. And the people who do floss, a lot of them don't floss correctly. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of floss cuts and uh, inflammation from flossing. Yeah. That's why in our office, we really recommend water jets. And we use the Orasana water jets, which is a portable one, because it really helps to clean. And that's what I recommend everyone. Okay, you're listening at home said, I don't want to go to a dentist. I haven't been in years. I'm so afraid of what they might say. Start using a water jet. So if you go to orasana.com, just start that in addition to brushing. And you'll see a big, big difference in your gums. You're, you're going to feel so much better. And uh, the nice thing about the water jet, all you need to use is water. You don't need a mouthwash. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people say, oh, you know, my gums are inflamed. So when I floss, it hurts. Right. The water jet is so gentle that it doesn't hurt, but it gets the gums to a healthier place. And then it makes your dental cleaning so much less painful. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I've had such painful dental cleanings because they were digging in there and my gums were inflamed and I'm never going to have another cleaning again. But it's because it's like, you know, when you have a splinter in your hand and you wash your hand, it's going to be tender. Yeah. Right. No, so, that, that yeah. makes perfect sense. It does make, and I think too, like it's, you know, I think whatever our patterns are right that are like like still imprinted in us like Ali you mentioned like it was like oh am I gonna be like 
is it found out, found out, right. That can still stay with you as an adult. And like myself included, it was like, you know, I think it can also be like a socioeconomic issue too, because yeah, growing up, like we just couldn't afford to go to the dentist. Like we didn't even have regular health insurance when I was growing up. So, you know, dentistry was kind of on the back burner. And many people don't. Yeah. And so now like as an adult, even though I can afford to go to the dentist, because it wasn't imprinted in me as a child, because we just couldn't afford to do it. Yeah. It's not ingrained in me as something. Whereas like I do go get my physical every year, you know, right. but, but honestly, a lot of that was since I met my husband who did grow up going to the dentist and did grow up going to the doctor every year. And because we didn't have the money to do those things, right. we just, I just, as an adult, even though I can, you just, it's not part of what you know, right? So it's just, it's right. learning to prioritize certain things, even if maybe when you were growing up, it, it wasn't, wasn't a priority for whatever reason. Also, uh-huh. do you have for, you know, cause obviously not everybody has the ability to come to a fancy biological dentist <laughs> in Beverly Hills, you know, which is amazing <laughs> if you can. And we're so fortunate to have access to those things, especially in Los Angeles. But if there are people where that's maybe just not even an option, whether they could go or couldn't, but maybe it's just not in their local community or something Mm -hmm. that's accessible to them. Do you have any, other than the water pick, which I think is really, like you said, you can go online and get it. I'm definitely getting one. (laughs) Um, and, And the diet, is there anything like from a brushing technique or anything like that, like little simple things that that people who are trying to take better care of themselves at home, but maybe don't have the access to come to someone like you, what, what are like the top three things that you would suggest? So the top three things that I suggest, and uh, they're actually in the optimum oral health package, which I designed is using a soft bristled brush. And uh, the one um, that I recommend is one that's infused with charcoal but it doesn't actually have the powdery mess. So in this case, the bristles actually are infused with charcoal to help attract the bacteria. And they're very, very fine bristles at the end. So it's very gentle to the gums. So using this in a more of a circular motion next to the gum, Mm -hmm. using a water jet or floss, and then popping a probiotic. Those three things, essentially are the most important when it comes to oral health. Great. So, Thank you. Yeah. I think it's simple and, and easy for people. Yeah. To... And for anybody who's listening who wants to make a change. Yeah. You really don't need a mouthwash. I mean, mouthwash, we really just use it for the taste. If you like the flavor of mint by any means, you know, you could use it that way. But we don't really need mouthwashes to keep our mouth clean. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. So I have a couple, um, I have a question about, sort of a couple trends, wellness trends, mouth, mouth wellness trends that I'm going to throw <laughs> at you. Um, yeah, yeah. especially with, okay. So the, the, the primary one being, how do you feel about something like oil pulling, which is ancient mm-hmm. in, in its history and, and based in Ayurveda, but it has become sort of popular in the last so many years. What do you have a personal feeling on whether it's effective or how you feel about that? Um, I actually did some research on this because uh, oil pulling has been around for a long time and I got approached by several media channels to comment on it. And I never like to go just by my personal opinion. I want to see if there's any kind of research behind this. Uh, So interestingly enough, there was some research done at some of the dental universities in India um, about oil pulling. And the way it works 
essentially oil pulling. You take oil or you swish back and forth for at least 20 minutes. And the reason why that long is because the oil will turn into a soap in that time. And basically the soap will actually clean some of the plaque around the teeth. Um, the research basically shows that oil pulling is pretty much the same as a herbal mouthwash in terms of efficiency okay. of inflammation and plaque. It does seem to help with gingivitis, meaning inflammation around the gum, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really make a difference when it comes to periodontitis, which means bone loss and pockets. So people that have periodontitis still need to undergo a certain level of treatment for example, like laser disinfection or something deeper, they cannot solve the problem just by, by using oil pulling. So, you know, I read some of the things on oil pulling saying, you know, it, it regulates the hormone levels, it increases lifespan. It's, you know, it's like, I think we're going a little overboard with a concept. Yes, it helps with gingivitis, but so does a water jet. So if I was to choose, okay, which one is more time effective, I would go with a water jet every time because it really takes 90 seconds to clean versus oil pulling 20 minutes. And in today's day and age, a fast-paced society, we really, you know, lots of people don't have that kind of time. Yeah, like who has 20 extra minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Very true. And what's also interesting, I found two articles that reported that older patients, when they were oil pulling, and this is India, from India, they actually found droplets of oil in the lungs oh. uh, from the oil pulling. And these were infested with bacteria, so they got um, pneumonia. So... That's another thing we have to be careful. You know, we're swishing back and forth. The bacteria is picked up yeah. in this soap-like effect. And the traditional oil pulling was actually done with sesame oil. Nowadays, it's more of a coconut oil. Right. But still, the bacteria can actually live inside this oil a little bit. So now if you're all of a sudden we're inhaling that, it's a problem. Mm. Right. So, that makes yeah. sense. It's why it's, it's always said to, that you have to make sure you spit it all out after but you never, you can't be sure if you're going to in, inhale or ingest yeah. a little bit of it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, especially people with immunocompromise of, uh, um, system, right. um, autoimmune disease, I don't really recommend it for that reason. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was, that was a, sure. a, a good yeah. answer. Because you, you hear these wellness trends all the time, you right. know, and so it's really important to do this kind of research and go deeper than just one or two articles, you know, on a popular website. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. If somebody wants to use it for gingivitis and they have the 20 minutes to do it correctly, you know, then I don't think it's a problem. Um, I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about your book, Heal Up, because I think it's so interesting, you know, these topics that you talk about and really, you know, like you say, relying on mother nature, you know, as the ultimate comprehensive healer. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your book and maybe share um, some healing tips for anybody who is listening, who might be interested in checking it out? Sure. Heal Up uh, really came as a passion for for health and for helping people uh, understand all the things that are important to, to support our body um, as it heals. So I spent probably about seven years to write and rewrite this book to make it as easy of a read as possible and to really give practical tips for people at home that maybe don't have access to a naturopath or to a nutritionist or, you know, to an integrative medicine doctor. And I spent twice a year time to go to medical conferences, uh, integrative conferences, to see what's new, you know, what's new on the nutritional field. And we keep 
coming back to, uh, you know, some of the more, uh, you know, natural techniques that we had for, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years. So in the book, basically, I divided into seven chapters to discuss about, um, you know, healing with supplements, for example. What do we know about supplements? Not all supplements are created equal. How do you choose a good supplement? Um, talk about healing with foods. What kind of foods are anti-inflammatory? What kind of fats are good for us? Uh, alternatives to sugar, especially if people are trying to get off the sugar, what can they use as a good sugar to help themselves get off of uh, you know, sugar highs? Also, I talk about uh, healing with oxygen and ozone, why deep breathing is so important, actually having clean air. Then ozone therapy, how is that important for health? Uh, healing with meditation, healing with sleep, those are all very important in, in the big scheme of things. Then I also talk about healing teas and herbs. Um, so these kind of tips that are important in overall health, because many patients come to me and ask me, can I just take one pill and it helps me heal faster? It's a lot more than that. You know, stress is a big factor if, you know, that relates to somebody not healing well. So it's very important if you're going to plan a procedure, any kind of medical procedure, whether elective or necessary, to schedule that time to meditate, relax, sleep, so your body can heal. Yeah. Those are just great tips, too, in general, like, you know, just that we should all do our best to prioritize. Yes, exactly. So knowing what we need at a certain moment in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. great to hear from a medical professional. I mean, I think that's a common theme, actually. The more interviews we do, it's a theme we hear from many, many experts, um, whether it be in medicine or in different fields of wellness, but to take that time that, you know, stress management or meditation or whatever sort of works for you in that way is so important across all, in all forms of health, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Even something as simple as water. I, I have a whole chapter on healing with water because we have so many different kinds of waters out there. And actually, I was just on a show uh, called Me Time with Frangelica, um, which um, it's a national syndicated uh, station talking about the difference of waters. Like we have alkaline water, we have ion ionized water, ozonated water. You know, what is the difference between all these waters? So I really helped decipher all that and, and heal up. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And now you're an author and, and everybody has access to this. I, I have a question. We ask this for all of our guests. And um, do you have any books or um, I'm sure there's many, but books or podcasts or anything currently in your life or over the course of your journey that has um, really stood out for you as something inspiring or that you would recommend and want to share with, with our listeners? Uh, the first book that I picked up that opened my mind to um, nutrition and natural wellness is a book called Conscious Eating by Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And uh, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, he's a medical doctor, and he spent years in India learning about Ayurvedic medicine. And, you know, he was top of the class in Harvard. And I was very much a skeptic on things and I wanted, you know, scientific evidence that things actually do work. And this book is over a thousand pages and he did a great job explaining how enzymes, you know, affect in our body and how probiotics and he talks about different things. He has a wellness center actually in Arizona and it's always been kind of my go-to book whenever I 
you know, I need some clarification on how things work in the body. That's great. Thank you for that. And so for anyone listening who wants to find you, where can they find you on the internet, um, on Instagram, where your office is? Uh, I welcome everybody's questions. Uh, you can go either to my YouTube channel, uh, Dr. Sanda Moldovan, or Ask Dr. Sanda. Um, I do post quite a few uh, nutritional news as well as dental news on that channel. Also, on uh, you can tweet me at Dr. Sanda or BeverlyHillsDentalHealth.com just to learn more about biological dentistry. We have some good blogs on there. Uh, you know, on, you know why you should not have metals in the mouth and mercury safe removal and these kinds of things. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was really informative yeah. and we appreciate you being here today. Yeah, Thank you very much. You guys were great. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.